you know, I mentioned your first book, which we talked a lot about uh, in our first conversation many years ago, Rob. Um, you also wrote a book about uh, called Smart Portfolios, and uh, you start out with a quote um, from Harry Markowitz where it says, uh, I only have one piece of advice, uh, diversify. And if I had to offer a second piece of advice, it would be remember that the future will not necessarily be like the past. Therefore, you, we should diversify. So diversification, I would love to just dive into this. Um, talk to me about how you think about diversification. What does it really mean to you to be diversified? Because I think we all have our own different interpretations of, of what that is. I mean, the basic maths behind diversification is that obviously you're, you're trying to hold assets which are uncorrelated. Um, and that means that um, the average risk of your portfolio would be lower than it otherwise would be. Um, and um, the, 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 the nice thing then is that, that, you know, as we're all people trading futures, um, we can leverage up um, to hit a, a given risk target uh, and basically earn that diversification in the form of extra returns, which is obviously what, what the investor ultimately wants. Um, now, there's a kind of a few issues with, with the statement I've just made. And one, one is that this idea that correlation is a good measure of, of diversification because um, correlation is a linear measure. Um, so it kind of assumes that assets always have the same relationship. So generally speaking, if, if assets are negatively correlated, that means that all the time, if one asset goes down, the other one should go up and vice versa. Um, and, you know, we can kind of bring this to the present day because last week, you know, we, we saw what tends to happen in a crisis, which is that correlation patterns change and they change very quickly. Um, so, you know, um, for quite a long time now, there's, there's been a, a negative correlation between stocks and bonds. Um, and last week, um, you know, we, we saw on some days at least that relationship breaking down and actually bonds um, selling off when that, that's, you know, what the not what the correlation would have, would have expected. And we don't really know why that happened. I mean, we can speculate about um, it could be just a general deleveraging. It could be that a lot of people now are running risk parity funds, which means that, you know, they have to deleverage their equities and their bonds at the same time. It could be related to the rise of passive investing. And now there are a lot more ETFs um, in the market. Um, we, we don't really know. And, and uh, it's it's not necessarily a profitable activity to speculate as to why these correlations are breaking down. It's just important that, that we need to, to know that they are. Um, so for me, at least, the lesson there is is that you've got to view diversification with, with a kind of as wide a view as possible. Um, it can't just be about having both uh, stocks and bonds long only in your portfolio um, because, yeah, probably 80% of the time, um, you know, that will be the right thing to do. They will be uh, negatively correlated or at least low positive correlation. And you will get a nice diversification benefit from that. Um, but, you know, I, I we talked about uh, not being smug about people losing money. So I have got a long only bond and equity portfolio as well as a futures portfolio. And, you know, that did pretty badly last week. Um, <laughs> it certainly wasn't flat. Um, so, you know, that, that goes to show that this very limited view of diversification that a lot of people have, you really have to go beyond that. Um, so I like to think of diversification across a number of different axes. Um, and the first is sort of style. What style of investing you're doing? Um, so, you know, we're all, we're all, I guess, to one extent or another kind of trend followers. So that's a bucket that, that we kind of fit into. Um, and, um, you know, 
I think we're all probably big fans of trend following. But does that mean that we would advocate putting all of your money into that single style bucket? I, I, I certainly, from my perspective, no, and I'm sure you guys agree. Um, for most people, uh, trend following is something that they, they add to their port existing portfolio because they like the, the properties that it brings in terms of added diversification. But, you know, there's, there's almost nobody out there uh, who puts all of their money into trend following. Um, so, you know, you, you obviously you've got trend following, you've got other styles like uh, like value, um, you know, you've got um, styles like uh, short volatility, um, you know, we, these are all, I guess, sources of different kind of risk premia um, that as investors we want to collect. Um, so, you know, this, this another way of thinking about the styles is essentially that there's a whole bunch of risk premia out there. Uh, again, the fancy description for them is that they're latent risk premia. So we can't actually see them or measure them directly. Um, but we know that there are certain kinds of assets and certain kinds of trading styles that give us access to those. Um, and you, you really want to have you know a wide variety of these risk premia because when things go really badly um, and uh, diversification rises amongst the kind of long only portfolio, um, you've, you've got a better chance of surviving if you've got these other things in your portfolio as well. Um, so the so styles, um, that's the kind of top level. Um, and then uh, obviously you've, you've got asset classes. Uh, the nice thing that as, as futures traders is we can go beyond stocks and bonds. We can go into commodities. We can even go into Bitcoin if, if we're brave, although I'm not that brave, Moritz, I have to say, not as brave as you. Um, and then uh, obviously within asset classes as well, um, you know, you really want to have a geographical diversification. And this really fights against kind of one of the, the, the most well-known psychological biases uh, in the industry, which is the idea of home bias. People just prefer to own stocks in their own country. Um, and uh, I guess if, uh, as someone who is uh, an Italian investor and seeing, you know, the, the um, MIB index down, I think close to 20% on a single day, um, you know, you, that's someone who really would have benefited from, from having a much wider diversification across countries than, than just focusing on one country. Um, so, and then of course, you know, we can dive even deeper into diversifying across industry sectors in, in equities and, and so on. Um, and what, one of the main points I make in, in, in the book smart portfolios is that diversification is, is kind of a, um, something where there's diminishing returns. So there's a huge benefit from starting with a long only portfolio and then adding say trend following to it. By the time you get down to the level where you're deciding whether you should buy your, your fifth kind of US oil company and you've already got four, um, you know, the, the kind of expected benefit from that is pretty small. Um, and, and that's why, you know, one of these truisms in the industry is that getting your asset allocation right um, is, is more important than perhaps your stock selection. Um, but I'd even go to the kind of level above that and say getting a good uh, exposure to diversified sources of risk premia um, is perhaps even more important than asset allocation. I I, I want to say something, Morris. Just sorry, sorry to interrupt you here. Just just a couple of things. One is I like your 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 top down view on diversification. We actually had a uh, a listener not uh, long ago, um, and uh, who who talked about he was a consultant to a lot of uh, pensions, I think, and. Uh, and he was just basically dividing and asking people, so, you know, what's your diversification versus, you know, between convergent strategies and divergent strategies, right? 
uh, and for those people who may not be familiar with that, but basically convergent strategies are things that tend to prefer stable markets and divergent is uh, strategies that that likes change, like trend following. And and what he found was that most people had like 90% or, or more in the convergent bucket. So thinking about your portfolio in these terms is, is super helpful. The other point I wanted to make is uh, just about the um, correlation you mentioned, the breakdown of correlation between bonds and equities, because of course, risk parity strategies have become so popular. But, and it's absolutely true that there has been this nice negative correlation for the past 10, 12 years for most days between stocks and bonds. However, don't, you know, we shouldn't forget that if you go back 50 years or 100 years, normal the normal correlation between stocks and bonds is actually positive 66% of the time so this is another danger zone that i think we 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 have to uh, really be aware of